The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the November 1st edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to go over a very busy nine-game Tuesday night slate. We've got a, a lot of studs playing. Some values out there. Some of the guys we liked before have seen their price come down a little bit, which is encouraging to see. Um, so yeah, a good little stars and scrubs kind of a night. But before we get down to the games, I just wanted to go over some pace. Most of the NBA teams have played three games. Some have played four. The Suns, Nets, Spurs, and Kings have all played four. Meanwhile, the 76ers, Knicks, Wizards, and Wolves have only played two. So everyone else has played three. So we've got a little sample to talk about, and I just wanted to go over some pace numbers and what that means, and I guess whether we should buy it or not. We'll start with the slow teams first. Uh, Utah, not surprisingly, is last at 93.9 possessions per game or per 48. That's obviously really slow. This isn't, isn't a surprise. This team lives in the half court and plays with defense again, so we shouldn't be surprised by that. The Wolves, on the other hand, are down to 94.3. I think they're going to pick it up a little bit, and I think even losing Rubio, we'll talk about that in a second, that should maybe help them with their pace, uh, especially if Levine handles the ball a little bit more. The Grizzlies are 28th, which is kind of surprising. We talked about their pace coming up a little bit, but I think that that's kind of a fluke. I mean, you look at the teams they've played who are all kind of slower. The Wolves, the Wizards, and the Knicks are all pretty slow. So I think that the the Grizzlies will be kind of in the middle of the road, not in that bottom three, bottom five. Uh, and then probably the big surprise so far is the Kings in four games. Their pace has dropped all the way to 96.0. They led the NBA in pace last year. A lot of that has to do with Rajon Rondo. And then the Raptors, they're also in the bottom five, which we kind of knew anyways. So not surprisingly there. Alright, number one, and if you have Russell Westbrook and you've used him, which I'm sure you have, uh, man, they are making some serious paper in the DFS world with 106.8 possessions per 48. It's just insane. Yeah, you pretty much just trot Westbrook out there while his price is under 13000 um, yeah, he's going to be coming up a little bit more, <laughs> leading the NBA in points per game. He's second in usage rate behind someone we'll talk about shortly. But yeah, he looks good. Um, Old Depot's been a little inconsistent. We haven't seen Adams bust out, but I think Adams will have some big games in the near future. The Pelicans, uh, another team that was expected to have a pace jump. They're up to 105.9. They should be pretty solid there. The Warriors, obviously, are going to be high. They were number two last year. 105.6 on their pace. And then the Suns, they were first in the preseason, and they're also in the top five right now with four games. I expect them to be up there, too. Uh, we need Devin Booker back. Okay, so one last quick plug. I wrote a quick, about only a thousand word column on Damian Lillard, how he's scoring more at the basket, Joel Embiid, and some other kind of cool stats, some of which I just talked about. Uh, Kyle Korver, man, 80, 80 true shooting percentage is, is awesome. Uh, so he's been really good. And then, yeah, like I said, OKC's first in pace. It's, it's pretty awesome for anyone who has uh, an OKC player who obviously is worth rostering in DFS. 
All right, let's get down to this. Again, we've got a lot of games. I'm going to kind of whip through it here. Uh, we've got Houston at Cleveland bumped up a little bit to 6 o'clock because of the World Series. Uh, Cavs obviously favored by 9 at 217 over under. Uh, James Harden's dinged up. He'll be fine. This guy plays through pretty much everything. Channing Fry, I don't think he'll be back. Not that that really matters. But, yeah, I mean, you look at the, um, the way that the Rockets are scoring the ball, and they've actually been pretty decent in defense. I mean, they're just inside the top 10 at 106 defensive rating, which is, is probably about where they're going to be all season. So definitely a team you want to build on here. Uh, I like Tristan. Obviously, like LeBron, I like Kyrie, but this isn't a great night. There's some really good values at point guard tonight. So it's kind of hard to get Kyrie in your lineup if you want to go for Harden and you want to go for AD. Uh, and even LeBron could be a pretty solid play. I mean, like him and KD are tough, man. Uh, 9.9 for LeBron, 9.8 for KD. Uh, then you have Kawhi sitting there at 8.3. It's pretty tough to get both those guys in there, uh, which I think you have to play AD. And I'm leaning towards playing Harden tonight as well uh, in this matchup. So, yeah. Uh, not as much. Usually, you'd want to stack against the Rockets, but just the way the slate's set up, it's tough to do it. Uh, I mean, J.R. Smith's obviously in play. I like Tristan, but I like someone else a little bit more in the same price range. Um, so, yeah, a lot of games tonight. It's a very busy Tuesday night. So, yeah, we're just going to blow through this. We'll hit positions at the end. We've got Orlando at Philly, 198 over under, and Orlando favored by five. Uh, we got no Okafor on the front end of a back to back. We got no Jared Bayless. We got no Noel. So that means we're going to see a good amount of Rashawn Holmes, and he should split it pretty much 50-50 with Joel Embiid, who has a 24-minute limit. Again, Embiid has a 45.5 usage rate, tops in the NBA, obviously. Uh, so many jumpers, 19 of his 25 shots are jumpers. Just, he's going to be busy. And even Nikola Vucevic compared him to a guard, which is what he's basically been doing. Like A lot of face-ups. Um, I think he has 12 isolation plays. Of half, like half of his plays have been ISO uh, or catch and shoot. It's just very a guy 7-2 doing the things he does. But, man, at 4-5, I don't care. 24-minute usage. If he's playing 24 minutes with a 40-plus usage and he can block a shot or two, which I think he can in this matchup with the way that Orlando likes to attack, um, he's solid, man. I think he's one of the best, cheaper centers to go with. Like, it's either him or Tristan. Um, for the the cheap options, uh, I mean, obviously Boogie at nine nines tough to avoid, uh, in against Whiteside. So hopefully those guys don't foul each other to death. Um, we'll talk about that matchup shortly. But yeah, I like them a lot. Uh, if you're going to spend down, and even Miles Turner to seven one, it's expensive. So if you want to get Harden and AD and a premium small forward, the ones I just said, then you're going to have to spend down. I think Embiid's the guy you go with. Another guy I really like, and I think he's probably my favorite value play, and that's Dario Saric. Dirt cheap now. He's only 3900 I have to play him. Uh, I think just because you want to get AD in there, uh, I think Saric is the way to go. Hasn't shot the ball well at all, but the opportunity is going to be there for him. Uh, Sergio Rodriguez has hurt him a little bit because they were kind of force-feeding him playmaking stuff for Saric, and it didn't really pan out. He's not shooting the ball well. But the minutes will be there. Just has to make shots. I think he can. I think he's going to have to play against Surge, it sounds like. It sounds like Vooch is going to be on Embiid. Uh, and then Biombo will come in and kind of match up with Holmes while those guys split. So, uh, yeah, I like Sarge a lot tonight. Probably, probably my favorite under $4,000 guy to throw in there. 
Uh, it's not even close, really. There's another guy who's 4,000 who I think is a strong play as well, but uh, definitely give Dario a long, long look. By the same token, I also like Rashawn Holmes, who's under 4,000. So it's t- if you don't want to go Dario and say you need the 100, I think Holmes is a good play. Uh, he's he's going to play 20, 25 minutes, I think. If, if Embiid's in foul trouble too, or they're not comfortable with the 24 minutes, we could see Holmes get to upper 20s. Um, I don't think they're going to play them next to each other, which we saw them do it in the first uh, last game when they played Okafor and Embiid together for the first time. But obviously, with no Okafor, I don't think that Holmes. I don't think they played together at all in the preseason. Holmes and Embiid. Um, Sergio Rodriguez is okay, but again, the Tim Frazier factor is, is tough to go for anyone in that neighborhood. Sergio's five one, Frazier's only five five. Like I think that's kind of a, a clear choice to go with Frazier, who's locked in and in a pretty decent spot uh, against Milwaukee. Um, yeah, other than that, um, not really feeling anyone else. I mean, you have to worry about the blowout factor with, with the Magic. Um, I think I think Evan Fournier's on my list, but I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I would suggest playing him. But definitely a solid cash play. He's been kind of cold, so I don't think people are gonna be on him too much. Uh, Vooch, we've seen Vooch have some big games. He has the revenge factor. If you remember, he was with the 76ers and traded in the Dwight Howard deal way back when. So, got that going for him. Again, I don't really like him. I think you got to spend down at center tonight if you're not going to play Boogie, um, especially Cash. So, I don't I don't have Vooch on my radar whatsoever. And, I mean, it's not like he's cheap. He's 7,400, so I'd rather play for Miles Turner, somebody along those lines, as great as the matchup will be for him, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, Alfred Payton's played okay, but again, a little too expensive for me at 6000 Like, can be Tim Frazier at that price. So we got Lakers at Indiana. Indiana favored by 9, 215 over under. Rodney Stuckey's still out. We got Nick Young starting again, which has been quite the crazy story. Um, not too much going on here. I think it's a good spot for Miles Turner, but again, too expensive. Um, I like Paul George, but I'd rather have... Uh, LeBron, or I'd rather even have Kawhi, who's $900 cheaper than Paul George's. So I'm not too much onto this game either. Um, let's see, we've got uh, Jeff Teague's been bad, and I think he's in a good spot here. But he has not been able to shoot the ball well at all, pretty much all season. Uh, the guy who was money on catch and shoot last year, but it just hasn't happened for him. So he, this could be again. I think I think I like it for tournament. It's going to be tough to get him in there for cash, but man, he's seven and thirty-five from the field. So you know, give him a look as kind of a, a contrarian kind of a play. I think he could have a huge game tonight, but yeah, definitely not cash. So we got Kings at Heat two hundred one over under four point five favorite for the Heat. No Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. no Wayne Ellington. Darren Collison still suspended. Omer Caspi's dinged up. So. Uh, yeah, you got your boogies and your white sides. Again, I'm not really feeling either one of those guys tonight. Uh, we saw Boogie get in foul trouble last night, second half of back-to-back. Not a lot of positives on the Kings side. Ty Lawson's still a pretty good play, I think, at 5-1. But the old Tim Frazier measuring stick comes into play at 5-5. And then I uh, like Chris Dunn, who's even cheaper, uh, with a similar role, who should be pretty much doing some diming and all that stuff, but obviously Dunn's going to need some steals. We'll get to him in a second. All right. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to play Babbitt anymore. 
Not, I mean, Winslow's all right, but I think there's other cheaper options there, so I'm not really feeling him too much. All right, we've got... So, yeah, I'm pretty much off this game. New York at Detroit. Detroit favored by four, 199 over under. I'm pretty much off this game entirely. No Reggie's, Reggie Bullock, Reggie Jackson. Uh, Porzingis is probably the only guy I'd consider on the Knicks right now. Uh, he's still pretty decently priced at 6.6. Uh, he's going to have a lot of Tobias Harris on him. And they'll probably put Marcus Morris on him at times, Drummond at times too. So good, pretty good spot for him. And he's taking a lot of threes, she helps space him out. I think he's pretty good. Uh, Melo's an okay option, but again, not tonight. There's so many good small forwards that I think that you should be able to figure out a way to get Kawhi in your lineup instead. Over him, um, Derek Rose, he could be okay. Uh, against Ish, I could see him having a decent game. And only 5'7", so he's right in that Tim... If you want to fade Tim Frazier, I think that he's one of the better kind of different options at just 5'7". So you can do a lot of st- things with spending up on Harden and those guys and still get Derrick Rose in your lineup. And I think... I mean, I don't know a lot of people who like Harden and AD and Rose. So, yeah. Uh, it's risky as hell, but, but uh, I think he's kind of in play. Yeah, nobody else really I'm feeling. I mean, Drummond's good too, um, but again, I'd rather spend down there. So we got Milwaukee at New Orleans, 3.5 over uh, spread for the home Pelicans, 205 over under. Obviously, no, no Middleton. Jason Terry will play after some personal stuff. Yeah, Tim Frazier, man, you got to play him, especially Cash. I think his ownership will be really high, but he's going to be in a good spot. Not worried about the gritty Della Vadova who himself is a decent option. He had that nice 14-9 over the weekend, playing really, really well. Only 4,600, low ceiling. So it's going to be tough to play him in GPP, but I think that he could be solid. He can have a, you know another 14-9 kind of a game in this one. Um, yeah, he's definitely a, someone to play. Uh, you got to play Davis, I think. His usage is just way, way too high. Rebounding rate's really good. All the peripheral stats are just fantastic. So he's definitely kind of on a must play here for me. Him and Harden are kind of the great way to start and give yourself some nice upside in your lineups. Um, yeah, I think Giannis is okay. Uh, it's going to be, re- it's pretty much impossible to put Harden and Giannis in there. So if you did want to fade Harden, I think Giannis is a, a good alternative to save yourself almost three grand. So I think that's that's in play, especially for GPP. I think everyone will be after Harden. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Harden to make that clear. I, I don't think I would put Giannis in any of my lineups. I have all the faith in Harden. So, yeah, pretty much good there. All right, we've got another rematch, Memphis at Minnesota. Uh, back-to-back, so be careful on Gasol, Conley. You're not going to want to play them. We've got no Tony Allen, no Chandler Parsons. Wade Baldwin's dinged up, so he's a risky play here. Uh, we're going to see a lot of James Ennis. We should see uh, a lot of smaller lineups as well. But yeah, tough to play this one. The only guy, and there's two kind of very strong plays. I think Zach Levine's a must play tonight. Uh, still really cheap despite playing really well. I think he's going to have a field day with no Tony Allen. So uh, Levine is, is one of my favorite plays tonight. And then, yeah, Chris Dunn, trot him out there, man. I expect him to get 33, 34 minutes right out of the gate. They'll have Tyus Jones back him up. Maybe they go back to Levine at the one. I don't think they will, though. But, yeah, those two guys are nice plays. Again, not a good night to play Cat. Uh, I think Wiggins is okay if you want to fade all those high-end shooting guards, or small forwards, excuse me, something to consider there. Uh, Memphis, James Ennis is always in play. He's dirt cheap. 
Um, I think Andrew Harrison will play a lot tonight. And yeah, if Wade Baldwin gets the all clear, I think he's someone to consider, especially uh, at forty one hundred. But he's—I mean, you'd rather play Dunn, right? At just one thousand dollars cheaper. So tough to play Wade Baldwin tonight, but definitely contrarian style guy can really fill it up. Love how this guy just loves to get in passing lanes, and you can always see him kind of trailing plays and going for blocks, which will drive his coach crazy. But us fantasy owners, man, we'd love to see that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll move on here. We got Utah at San Antonio, by far the the worst game for over under at 186. We've got Derek Favors back, could have a minute cap there. Um, so you're not going to use him. Boris Diaz out. So that makes Trey Lyles interesting, who's been really disappointing so far. But without Diaz, who's been playing a lot of power forward, uh, I think this could be a sneaky Lyles game, especially if it does get to a blowout. Lyles is minimum at 36. But then again, if you're playing AD and then you're playing Dario or Rashawn Holmes, then you're kind of stuck there. So I still can't, as much as I like Lyles tonight, I really can't advise putting him in your lineup if you're only going with a few lineups tonight. But I could see, again, I think he could have a big game. Yeah, but there's really no one else you can play here. You're not going to play Gobert. Uh, you're not going to play Hill. I think you can play Kawhi. I think Kawhi's kind of matchup proof. It's just a matter of this game being close or not. I think Utah can hang tough. So this game, as bad as it sounds with the worst over-under, I think, and one of the worst spreads too, um, I don't think this game is as bad as you may think. Um, and yeah, I think that Kawhi, people won't really be after him. Uh, even though this matchup is just not good for him. All right, lastly, we've got Golden State at Portland. Golden State favored by five. The big injury, no Pat McCaw. Um, 225 over under. Man, this is, this is tough, man. I mean, when you see S- Steph Curry at 8,700, you just think to yourself, how does, this, how does this even happen, especially against a team like Portland? But, yeah, I mean, if the way I just the way I set my lineups, I'm spending – at other positions. So I like the Frasers and the Duns and those guys. But I don't know, man. Uh, I think that that's a, a really solid play if you if you want to go with, I guess, fading Harden and then going down to Giannis. Then you can see going up from Dunn and Curry, and you still have to do some things too. Um, or if you want to go from Levine all the way down and all that. It's it's tough to, to get AD and a, an elite small forward and Curry in there. It's not as easy as it sounds, but it's definitely doable. Clay Thompson still is, he's so cheap at 5,800. Uh, I would rather play Levine, but it's close. I think that those guys are pretty much neck and neck. It's just, I think Levine is going to do a little bit more in the stat sheet than Thompson. Who's going to be pretty much all scoring. And then KD, $100 cheaper than LeBron. Uh, a good spot for him too. I think he can go Totally crazy in this one. I could see him scoring 45. Um, it's like him and LeBron. LeBron is more of a triple-double threat, where KD is more of a 40-point threat. So that pretty much makes both of them you know, just elite to go, I guess. Uh, Draymond, he's still hanging in there uh, pretty cheap. I think he's an, a decent option at 83. But again, that's if you're fading AD. Which is tough to do. I can't. I can't do it. I'm not fading AD with his 40 usage rate. So, not gonna happen. All right, let's get to positions here. This is going longer than I thought. Uh, at 19 minutes, so we go point guard. I pretty much have, like I said, Dunn and Frazier kind of locked in for me. I do really like Curry as 8700 for Curry. This is crazy. 
I like Russell. I like Ty Lawson if you want to fade Frazier. And I like Tyler Johnson a little bit too. Uh, kind of a sneaky play, contrarian style. Kyrie's still cheap at 78. But yeah, I, I think I can find a way to get Curry in my lineup instead over Kyrie. Uh, but if you want to stack those two guys and stack LeBron and Kyrie, I could see that happening as a good game. Uh, so I think if LeBron gets a triple-double, it'll be off a lot of Kyrie threes. So that makes sense as a stack. Shooting guard, again, there's Harden. It's kind of tough to get away from him at 11-2. So I like him a lot uh, in the, the earlier game. We'll see if how he can do in that spot. Uh, and then Levine. Those are those are kind of my locked-in guys. Uh, I do like Clay in the same neighborhood as Levine. And then Giannis as well, if you want to fade Harden, which I, I can't sign off on. Like Evan Fournier at 6,000. That's kind of it. Uh, shooting guard's not too tough for me tonight. Small forward's really tough because you're going to have to pick one of the two. Uh, one of the LeBron, KD, Kawhi, 8,300. You have to pretty much pick one of those three. So yeah, uh, I I'm kind of leaning KD just because I don't I think that game could be really really good. Although stacking LeBron and Harden makes a lot of sense too. So if you're gonna go Harden, I'd probably play James and hope that that game just is a runaway, especially in cash. I'm sorry, in GPP, uh, those guys could if they're going head to head with each other, that could be a really favorable game. I don't think I don't think that Houston's gonna get blown out tonight. I think they're playing some pretty solid ball. Uh, other options, not too many. I think Lance is decent. I uh, like James Ennis is still pretty cheap at four four. I think Jonathan Simmons is in play if because they're gonna want they're gonna they don't really have the dominant bigs or big small forwards. I mean Rodney Hood. I think Simmons matches up better against him. So I think Simmons is kind of in play as a punt if you need to find a really cheap small forward. Uh, power forward, it's pretty much AD and then a punt. So I like Dario as the best punt of the bunch there. Uh, I like Rashawn Holmes quite a bit. And then Jamichael Green's okay at 4,700. And then I like Trey Lyles at 36. But again, I obviously like Dario a lot more. And I even like Holmes more. So that's, yeah, very much against the green. Terrence Jones, too, is 3,800. But again, rather play Dario. Center. Uh, tough time to get away from Embiid. Uh, I, I like this matchup for him a lot. I think this game will be close. I think he has a good chance for two or three blocks. I think his rebounds will be okay. I think he's going to score in the 20s and straight points. So, yeah, he's a, a really strong play for the first time. I'm excited for the process tonight. Um, other guys to consider, I guess Capella. Uh, they are going to worry about the Hacapella. So be careful on that one. And then I think Plumlee's in play. I always like Boogie, but I just don't like him tonight against Whiteside. Coming off a of back-to-back, it's not a good spot for him. Uh, Whiteside, Kings are playing slower. Not We would normally be all about this, but I just think Embiid's such a stronger play, which which is crazy for a guy with a 24-minute cap. But, hey, you, you get a 45 usage rate and all is forgiven. All right, so we're going to get out of here on that. Again, kind of staples that I like. Frazier, Dunn, Harden, Levine, uh, KD or LeBron, depending if you go with Harden. Uh, so probably more so LeBron. I love Dario. I love AD. And I love Embiid. So you're pretty much just looking at that second small forward spot. Uh, it's, that's a tough spot uh, is who to put next to KD or LeBron or Kawhi. So that, that's something I still have to dig in on. I, I like Simmons, man, if you need to go all the way down. So all right, we're going to get out of here on that. You guys enjoy the games, and we'll catch you tomorrow.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.